Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. Today we're talking with three local nonprofit organizations, Naperville Gives, Literacy DuPage, and Indian Prairie Educational Foundation. watching Spotlight, and today I'm joined by Barb Brower of Turning Point Autism Foundation and Mayor Steve Cherico. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you both here. I'm excited to talk about this topic, and Barb, I'm going to start off with you. What is Giving Tuesday? Giving Tuesday is the charitable answer to Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. This year, it's December 3rd. Okay, wonderful. So we've, after we've shopped, we've been thankful, then we can give. Yes. Okay. Now, you and a number of other people started an initiative called Naperville Gives. Can you kind of explain to us what that is and how it connects to Giving Tuesday? Well, Naperville Gives is an initiative to educate the community on the nonprofits in the community that are here uh, providing services, and there are so many. There's a vast ar array of nonprofits in the community. And so on Giving Tuesday, there is, there is a um, citywide initiative, Naperville Gives, where we all come together, collaborate, and educate. So you can go to a website and learn all about the different participating nonprofits. A big part really is, is that we're stronger together than individually. Yeah. And so we're collaborating as a group to go online and give as, as Naperville not-for-profits. And I think that that's really what the, the, the basis of it is, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We it's are stronger about, together. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, I think a lot of times people in our community maybe don't realize all the good work that the not-for-profits are, are doing. So, Mayor Cherico, tell us a little bit more about that, because I know you've been passionate on this topic. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, it's really what sets Naperville apart from other communities, right? Yes. I mean, uh, we have such a huge, I mean, it's a huge, robust safety net of social services in this community and, and people who fall down. Uh, there's very likely an organization out there that's going to help them back up. And uh, once they're back on their feet and they're back to productive uh, members of the community, it's, uh, someone else can use those services. So it's just, uh, it really was, is what makes Naperville such a, a great place to raise a family. Because it does take a community, right? It does. It takes a village. <laughs> yes, as they say. Well, and I think the other part of that, too, is, you know, we, and oftentimes we think of not-for-profits from the standpoint of the traditional social services, but the exciting part, too, in this initiative is you've also kind of reached out a little bit further. We've brought together a lot of the arts and the educational pieces because uh, those also round out our community, right, and give some of those opportunities that perhaps uh, some of our residents might not be able to get otherwise. Yeah, it makes us culturally richer to have those types of organizations as well, and all of them can come together at Naperville Gives. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a great opportunity to, uh, and it's not just on Giving Tuesday, right? It's not. You can go to Naperville Gives now, um, and you can educate yourself. You can um, click on those nonprofits to find out more. It'll go directly to 
that nonprofit's website so you can hear in their own words what they're doing and what they're all about. Yeah, and I think that's a wonderful piece, right, because uh, Naperville Gives is kind of the collaboration that brings everybody together, but the money goes directly to the organizations. It's not another layer. It's just an opportunity to educate the community and create a portal to kind of check out a lot of the interesting organizations people might not know about. Right, yeah. or people know about them and have heard of them but don't know exactly what they do or didn't know they were a nonprofit. Yeah, well, and I think the other thing, and I like the whole name, you know, Naperville Gives, because I think there's that whole notion of charity starts at home and I think very often we want to when we give money we don't always see what the impact of that money is but if you're giving local you see it right in your own hometown right that is a big part of Naperville gives it's giving local so not only educating the community but also encouraging people to give locally so they can see their dollars at work yeah, yeah. and local dollars they have a direct impact right they do. So when you give locally, you're really helping your neighbors and your community. So it's you're helping it's a great those effort. who work there, mm -hmm. and you're helping those who need those services. Yeah, and I think you know we are so blessed as a community to have so many organizations, but also so many volunteers, and that's also a little bit a part of the Naperville Gives, right? I mean, people give a lot of their time. This is another way. Maybe you're giving money, but you also have that opportunity to see some of those organizations that you may not know about. To give some time, right? Yeah, in-kind gifts. Look at all these organizations that really, really depend on that. I mean, any there's so many. Loaves and Fish is a great example. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of volunteer hours to make that situation work. And so, one of many, many different uh, organizations that really depend on the volunteer base. And as, as you see, because I mean, you see a lot of stuff, um, Mayor Cherico, within the community. I mean, without those not-for-profits, how, how do you see the city? I don't think it would work. I don't think it could work. I mean, uh, like I said, we really rely on those partners to to bridge that gap between in society between you know people who are uh, cruising along pretty well and people who are you know having difficulties making it work. And so um, it's just a really important part of of a community. And for Naperville, with uh, that spirit of volunteerism that's been so enriched in our history, and um, the as I mentioned, uh, the, the just that massive safety net. Um, it's really made this community what we are. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I can speak to that as a 22-year resident. It really is part of what makes us a very special place yeah. to live and to work. Barb, just give us a little bit of an idea because we, we go to the website, right? Kind of describe, if you would, what, what it would be like when I come to the website that Naperville gives. So when you go to the website, you have an opportunity to scroll through all the organizations that are participating. Or you can um, go and choose where's your interest. If it's education, click on education. Then you can see all the nonprofits who are providing services in the education field. Um, and you can go through and there's a little paragraph that tells about that organization. If you click on uh, that organization, you can go directly to their website and find out even more and donate. And some are asking, um, for a gift to donate a gift or um, volunteer hours as we talked about because they are so important. Okay, wonderful. Mayor Terrico, as we're sort of getting ready to wrap up here, if you were to say, what do you want our viewers to do? What do you want them to do on Giving Tuesday? Open your hearts and open your wallets, right? I mean, and you can give to more than just one, one uh, not-for-profit too. Uh, every little bit helps and this is something that's really, really important to the community to keep these groups going. Uh, they rely on it, and uh, with the, the changing tax laws and things that have changed federally, uh, giving has become more important. 
these organizations are a, a big part of the community, so we need to. We're really, really looking forward to this working. What's the stat you said that the, the, these these give programs when you give as a community, they raise over three times as much than giving individual individually. So uh, community campaigns are. Um, becoming more popular, and you'll see them in Illinois, but you'll also see them in uh, throughout the country. And the reason is because collaboratively, people are able to tell a bigger story and reach further to um, to a bigger community, and um, in turn, uh, more dollars are raised. That's wonderful. As we approach Giving Tuesday on December third, please consider supporting your neighbors celebrating philanthropy and impacting our community by giving to local nonprofits, including NCTV 17. You can visit the Naperville Gives website for a list of participating organizations. We're gonna take a quick break, but stay with us. We'll be right back with more Spotlight. You work hard and you want to see your efforts pay off, literally. Whether you're dreaming of retirement, growing your business, or leaving a legacy for future generations. At Busey, we help you realize the possibilities of tomorrow. We listen to your needs and goals to create a sound strategy for you and your family. Enjoy the achievements of your life and work. We'll handle the rest. Busey, your dream, our promise. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mounette, and joining me now are Therese McMahon and Beth Nyland. They're here representing Literacy DuPage. Welcome. Thank you. Good to have you here. And I'm going to start right off with you, Beth. What is Literacy DuPage, and why does it matter to our community? Oh, great question. Mm -hmm. So Literacy DuPage is a nonprofit organization. We are completely run on the energy of volunteer tutors. We train those tutors, and those tutors work with people in the community, adults specifically, who need to learn English. Usually that means they need to learn to understand and speak English. So hopefully, eventually, we get to the point where we've partnered with a learner long enough. They might even learn to read and uh, devour a novel. But we back way up. We're working with people who need basic learning in the English language. Why does this matter? I feel like it's pretty obvious, right? If you can't speak the language, it's hard to share your story. It's hard to be integrated with your community. It's hard to make a difference. Uh, so we bring life to those people's lives. That's wonderful. I think that's a wonderful explanation of what your organization does. And I know that it really does meet people where they're at. And that's been a core basis of uh, what's evolved with Literacy DuPage. Therese, You've created recently a new partnership with College of DuPage. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit more information about that? Sure, we're, we're so excited and, and, and thrilled to be with College of DuPage. It's such a strong institution, just an institutional junior college. We brought the strength of our mission with, uh, together with the college's uh, ability to train students in the classroom. So we do the one-on-one -on -one tutoring in the the college, so it's the classroom tutoring, but we've also then taken over the uh, tutoring in the classroom, so anybody that's in an ESL or adult basic education trying to improve their reading, math, or English language instruction, we can come in and give them the support they need if they're struggling with the instructional 
That's wonderful. I mean, what a, you know, I mean, College of DuPage is such a great resource in our community, right? Um, but being able to come right alongside, that's another opportunity mm -hmm. where you're meeting people where they're at. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the college has been so supportive that we uh, have free space at the college. Actually, it's a reduced rent and um, the administrative uh, capacity. We have the marketing. So we've really been um, indebted to the college for all the help they've given us in the last six months. Yeah, so well, I think you're away. helping them too. I mean, you're, you both have the same objective. Exactly. Uh, I mean, many, we're, many ways. we're merging the strengths of our two missions. So it's, it's really, it's been a wonderful partnership. That's exciting. Yes. So, so Beth, kind of with that, give us an idea if uh, sort of what the tutoring assignments might look like. So if I were interested in being a tutor, mm -hmm. what kinds of assignments might I have? Right. So I'll speak to the kind of traditional tutoring assignments, and then I'm going to pass off to Therese because she's so much more versed in the relationship with COD. That has brought a new dimension to what's possible. Okay. Traditionally, <laughs> the way our tutors work is they are assigned to work one-on-one -on -one with a specific learner. So when you sign up, you want to be a volunteer with Literacy DuPage. You agree to go through 15 hours of instruction. We give you all of the knowledge that you need to sit side by side with somebody who knows no English. You don't have to know the language that they know. You work one-on-one -on -one with them on whatever goals they need to reach. So for example, if a mother, uh, an immigrant mother, comes here and she is having difficulty communicating with her children's teachers, that can become the objective that the tutor and the learner work on in two-hour increments, week after week, sitting at a public library and just tackling those skills. Uh, if somebody comes and maybe they work in a kitchen in a local restaurant and they have a great knowledge of Spanish because that's spoken in many kitchens, right. they're doing great in that way, but maybe the management notices that they have potential to be a leader if only they could speak English more confidently. If that's the goal, then that's what the tutor and the learner work on. So that's how one-on-one -on -one tutoring works, but I'll let Therese talk about what happens in classrooms. Okay. Sure. So the beauty of the uh, partnership with the college is that many of our learners are lower level um, English speakers. So we give them the, the, the start into learning English and then they can really uh, develop into going to a classroom uh, instructional uh, knowledge-based knowledge instruction. Um, if somebody is struggling in the classroom at the college, then we can come in and support those students individually and support them through the one-on-one -on -one tutoring as best that going into, you know, and just getting an extra push in the college. But then many times, somebody in the college will need to come step back and, and they'll choose to go back into the one-on-one -on -one tutoring in, in their, um, you know, their towns or wherever it's convenient to them. They may have, uh, their job uh, schedule may have changed so they can't make the, the classroom instructional timing right now. So, so there's really so many different options that are available to the student or adult learner, um, okay. both in the classroom and one-on-one -on -one or combined. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and probably as a, as a tutor, I can kind of decide which way I feel I'm more comfortable. Exactly, and some, okay. it, it, it's, it can be intimidating to walk into a library and sit down you know, face to face with somebody that doesn't know the, the English language and say, okay, here you go, we're going to teach you how to speak English. So with some, some of the tutors, it's, it's beneficial to have an instructor 
as part of the classroom to give them the you know the courage and the more confidence. The, exactly. You have a little bit of backup there. Absolutely. Exactly. Nice, so. nice. Now, Teresa, you also have done a lot where you're connecting with local employers and healthcare providers. So, how can other organizations kind of come on and align with your mission? There's so many different ways we work with with different uh, corporations and companies in, in the DuPage area. Echo Lab. I just saw, we just saw a story about Echo Lab in the community. They um, come and help with the tutoring. Um, Comcast just is doing a an instruction um, instructional session with our tutors to teach them about how they how the learners can work with the, the internet essentials, which is a low cost internet service for um, people who are low-income learners. Um, Wintrust just did a financial literacy program for us. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, the Amita Health is wonderful. They, they actually work with us um, to refer their patients who request a, an interpreter to Literacy DuPage so those patients, once, once they're healthy, can come to us and learn the English language so they don't have to rely on an interpreter for the healthcare needs. So there's so many different ways. One of our, our uh, board members just did a fundraiser at her, at her um, place of employment where the, um, the staff were allowed to wear gym shoes on a Friday and, you know, and, and give money to a, to a different charity and they chose us for the month of December. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, right. So yeah. there's so many different ways that, that we work with corporations. Um, the Workplace Literacy Program is a new program for us as well. So we will go into manufacturers and if they have a non-English speaking staff, um, we'll go and work with the employer to help their staff or their employees to learn English, you know, during lunch or one hour, two hours a week, whatever is available to them. Okay. So. Well, as we're wrapping up, Beth, if there were other things that uh, our, our viewers could help you out with, what might they be? Well, naturally, we're always looking for volunteers. We do need tutors. We always need tutors. We are also interested in having people spread the word to people who need to learn English that we are a free service that's available. And then naturally, we're a nonprofit, so we depend on donations. Mm -hmm. And if your viewers are looking for a place to put some resources this giving season, we would be happy to receive their donation, and you can do that on our website. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming by. As always, you share so much interesting information, and really, I, I loved how you really position the fact that without that grasp of the language, you're really isolated. You're really an island, yes. and uh, we don't want anybody being an island. We exactly. want everybody to be part of the group, so thank you. thank you. If you would like to learn more about how you can support the mission of Literacy DuPage, whether that's becoming a tutor, or if you're in need of services from Literacy DuPage, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Timing is everything, especially when it comes to your business. Whether you're ready to start up or expand out, running a business is challenging. You deserve a trusted partner. At Busey, we tailor our approach to your unique needs and help you navigate financial decisions, achieve your goals, and realize your dreams of success. Your dreams shouldn't wait. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett. I'm joined now by Alicia Johnson and Dr. Shelley Menendez from the Indian Prairie Educational Foundation. So welcome. Thank you. Good to have you both here. And Alicia, I'm going to start with you as the executive director. 
Tell us about the IPEF, when it started, and what it means to District 204. Certainly. Well, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about the Indian Prairie Educational Foundation, which got its start back in 1988, so over 30 years ago, and was really created with District 204 to provide support for our arts program, um, whose uh, funding had been cut. So fast forward 30 years and um, our programs have expanded and we are so happy to continue the partnership with the district to support our students in District 204. That's awesome. Well, and it's always interesting to find out kind of what prompts these organizations, right? So a cut in arts and in you step. Nice. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it is interesting to discover more about how the programs have expanded and reached into different areas. Okay, well with that, Shelly, tell us a little bit about that because you've been around this for a while. Yeah, sure. And, and I think the key is that we have just continue this partnership with the district over the years. So as the district needs have expanded based on what students need, we have helped to, uh, the district to support those programs. So while we still do fund Fine Arts Festival and the arts programs, we also uh, provide funding for robotics. Uh, we do heart screenings for our ninth and 11th graders. We have social emotional programs that we support. And we also support um, our growing at risk youth population. Okay. Now you also, one thing you have that you didn't mention there um, is your teacher grants. Yep. So explain a little bit about that and how that program works. Yep. And that, that program actually was part of the inception with uh, the fine arts program. Uh, teacher grants, we have a lot of amazing educators in our district and so we provide grants to teachers who have innovative and creative solutions um, and enhancements to curriculum and instruction. So uh, things that would actively involve our students, do project-based learning experiences, as well as authentic experiences that are kind of relatable to the real world. So to give you just a, a short list, yeah. uh, we funded a wind tunnel, which I would have <laughs> loved to have seen that. Um, we do a ro additional robotics programs, fossils. Uh, we did a DNA visualization technology mm -hmm. um, um, project, which that would have been really neat, as well as a crime scene investigation. So this might be teachers who bring in experts in the field who can come and walk, a student, walk the students through what they do in their workplace and how students can um, be a part of that experience. So it's, it's just a really interesting uh, way to get more to the kids. Yeah, and that's really, I mean, that's what you are as an educational foundation, right? I mean, you're above and beyond those tax dollars. You're yeah. bringing programming to students that they otherwise would not be able to receive. Correct. Yeah. Right, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit about the at-risk students. Yeah. Uh, so say a little bit more about some of the programs yeah, that sure. you've developed to support that population. Yeah, three in particular. And uh, the first is our Kids Essential, which is emergency temporary relief uh, for families who might be in a homeless or a transient situation. So we'll offer gift cards to um, shopping, gas cards. We might do storage facility rental for them while they're in between spaces. Uh, the other one is a partnership through the district as well as 360 Youth Services. It's called Back on Track. And they have their counselors who come into our schools and work with students who might be identified as having some difficulty in, in, in their academic situation. Uh, and the good thing about that is the counselors come to the school so the kids don't have to have transportation outside yeah. of the school setting. Uh, the third one, which is really a teacher-initiated uh, program, um, Ann Cluxton over at Matea Valley uh, put together the Valley Runway. And Valley Runway is um, basically uh, uh, 
gently used dresses um, and sometimes newer ones for students who uh, are on the lower income scale and can uh, attend prom. So yeah. we give them prom dresses and we also do, ton uh, she uh, supports um, rentals of tuxedos as well. So that's a real popular one. It's a great one because we know, you know, Prom is not a necessity, but it's part of your high school experience, and it's great that we get a lot of community support uh, for that program. Yeah, I love that one. I know we've done a yeah. story on it, and mm -hmm. I think you know when you are in a in a community like ours, mm -hmm. um, to not be able to participate uh, mm -hmm. due to lack of funds yeah. uh, and something like you said, it's a little bit of a rite of passage right. that whole prom experience. Exactly. So that's mm -hmm. a very uh, wonderful program. And I think, as you mentioned, it seems like a lot of this stuff it's all bubbling up from your frontline, from your staff and your teachers, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. We have an amazing staff and group of teachers in District 204, uh, innovative, thinking outside of the box, providing opportunities for our students to really prepare them for the, for the future. Another program that we support too, just quickly, is our STEM-based program of robotics. Yeah. And that is something that's really grown over the last few years. Um, in fact, um, this initiative that is held after school um, is going to provide an opportunity for almost 660 students to participate this year. That's fantastic. In yes, in 22 of our schools here in District 204. So it's just a great opportunity to bring these kids together to um, really advance scientific learning, um, to focus on collaborative teamwork, um, to really stretch their minds as they are building these robots and take them to competitions and tournaments. So it's just another way that the foundation um, is just proud to support this forward thinking um, opportunities for our students um, to prepare them for the future. That's awesome. Well, I know you also have one thing and I'm curious about what it is. It's called the Sea of Yellow. <laughs> What is that? I, I've heard it in connection. Right. So you have to be a runner to know that. Um, well, as we all know, I'm not. So, so enlighten me. Right. Well, absolutely. Shelly is a runner. And just a little bit about the Sea of Yellow. Um, this is our sixth year to participate in the Healthy Driven Naperville Half Marathon and 5K. Team IPEF, once again, was the largest charity partner. And our team was made up of 555 members, including um, staff members and teachers and spouses, uh, community members, parents, um, students, all coming together, wearing proudly the shade of yellow. Our, our, our <laughs> Which we training, all look so good in. That's right, our training <laughs> shirt and our, our race day shirt. And um, those yellows were just popping up all over the community. So it's just a great initiative. It's our largest fundraiser of the year. Um, and it's a great way for such a large, um, geographically dispersed uh, district with so many students and staff members to come together and work towards one common goal of raising funds um, for our students and for our staff. So we are very proud of our team members and uh, breaking records right and left. And um, what's so another great thing about that, everything that's raised, half of those funds go right back directly into the schools. Um, so once again, the sea of yellow filling the streets of Naperville, Shelly was there. <laughs> And um, we're looking forward to next year as well. Well, wonderful. And it was at least it was a nice day this year, right? Beautiful. <laughs> it was, it was really beautiful. Nice yeah. yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much to both of you for coming on and sharing a little bit about the background of IPEF, how it got started, the programs, and where those are kind of really bubbling up from and how you're going about funding them. We appreciate your time.
If you would like to find out more about Indian Prairie Educational Foundation, please go and visit their website. We're gonna take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you want to learn more about the organizations featured on today's show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive our daily news update. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching.